Thank you for listening to Ivy Podcast, where we feature weekly leadership conversations with thought leaders and industry experts. Now, here is your host, Fred Oviero. I'm very excited to have you on with us today, Anil. Thank you, Fred. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Just to get us started, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in product. Um, yeah, that's an interesting journey. So right now I work as the VP of product at Atlassian. Uh, Atlassian is an Australian technology company. We build uh, tools for software development teams and all kinds of teams that work in a collaborative fashion. I started out as a computer science engineer uh, at school and I joined Microsoft straight out of school. Um, I remember they recruited me off of campus and they said my first project was going to be writing video games on the .NET SDK. I was like, I'll do this job for free. You're actually going to pay me for it. That's awesome. Uh, so I really enjoyed being an engineer and uh, getting to work on cool technologies at Microsoft. And um, over the years, I became an engineering lead, ran teams of engineers all the while working at the developer tools division, which basically built products for software developers. Given I was a software developer myself, it was easy to relate to customers. It was an advantage to be of the same customer persona. Um, So I'd end up talking to customers a whole lot, figuring out what is working with the product, what is not, um, and in general, find out whether the work we're doing is actually having an impact. And I remember at one point of time, I was working on a product called TeamBuild and I was talking to one of our customers of TeamBuild and he said, you know, because of your product, I can get home a couple of hours earlier each day because your product saving, saving me time on a day-to-day basis. So I actually get home in time to spend some time with my kids and play with them. And I was so moved by that. It was so enchanting to hear that something I work on on a day-to-day basis is having that kind of an impact on the real person's life. That was really the moment when I felt like, oh, okay, that's kind of the point of doing this work. This is what moves me, that my work is really having an impact on end users, on customers that use our products. Um, At which point of time, the GM I used to work for basically said, hey, you're already doing the work of a product manager. I think you should uh, shift roles from being an engineering lead to a product manager. And that's how I organically got into product management. More and more product teams are going remote, especially in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic this year. I mean, it's, it's good that we at least have a vaccine. But one thing that I wanted to get your take on is, what challenges have you seen product teams face in this method of operation? And what strategies would you recommend to ensure success? Yeah, this year has been quite the roller coaster, different than any other year in my career. And I imagine many of your listeners' careers as well. Um, So back in uh, February, March, when we were hit by COVID, like all other companies, we switched to being fully remote at Atlassian right away at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, However, we recently made a decision to move permanently to a distributed workforce. But before going there, as COVID has unfolded through the year, a few things uh, that I've noticed, not just across my own product teams, but product teams across the industry, it it has been a uniquely difficult year. Lots of burnout, difficult personal circumstances, difficult to collaborate and constant waves of change hitting uh, your teams. 
it's difficult to foster a shared vision, maintain morale and camaraderie when you don't really see people face to face. So uh, one of the common patterns that we observed was really that um, uh, shifting to a completely remote uh, work style was difficult for our employees. So initially we gave allowance for our employees to set up a home office so that they're comfortable, enable them to carry out equipment from offices for ergonomic comfort, like having a good chair matters a lot when you're spending so much time on Zoom meetings and staying at home. Uh, we launched a wellness program, which really helped. Uh, that was a strategy that I saw had a lot of positive impact on our employees. Uh, this was an app that offered sessions with a counselor to help deal with the anxiety and loneliness of the pandemic. Uh, and different employees with different personal situations have different kinds of problems uh, dealing with the pandemic. And having a counselor to talk to and uh, having a focus on mental health and wellness really helped. Uh, we also instituted team-wide holidays, created uh, pulse surveys to monitor sentiment, and also changed our performance assessment process for the year so that there's no uh, additional pressure on employees thinking about uh, how to deal with the pandemic through the year. So as the year has unfolded, uh, we've tried a variety of different strategies and tactics. Uh, things that have endured for our product teams have been, uh, we've set up new rituals, um, which are a lot more remote friendly. Now, since everyone has to dial in over Zoom meetings, we are rethinking asynchronous work so that we don't have an overload of video conferences through the day so that employees get time to really think about structured free time zones and structured creative thinking time blocks. Um, also, we've, uh, like most other companies, we've uh, figured out how to organize online social events, online conferences, uh, product craft talks, uh, a lot of those kinds of uh, bonding events. And last but not the least, um, given we are a high growth company, uh, we've really had to pay a lot of attention to onboarding new employees in a remote setup. Uh, it can be particularly hard to imbibe culture of a company uh, when you're joining remotely and you haven't really met your, uh, met your coworkers. Um, so this is something that um, I'm actually really pleased with the kind of rituals and practices that we have set up to make remote onboarding a lot more effective for newer lessons. It's important to see that your team and your company um, focuses more on employee wellness, given some of the initiatives that you just alluded to earlier. I'm curious to know from a strategic standpoint, what were some of the lessons learned if you look back from where we are today versus when the pandemic started back in March? What was the main thing that you have learned as an organization or as a team and so that in the future, if something like this were to happen or in any different instance, you guys will be fully prepared. I know you talked about um, switching to remote immediately full-time, but holistically, what's the biggest lesson learned that you can point to? Um, a couple of things that come to mind. One, if I just look back at the whole year, one thing I've been amazed at is how resilient our employees have been. I mean, it's not just been one form of challenge through the year, depending on where you live, there have been several incidents um, that have created uh, ripples of unrest and uh, difficulties. And through the entire year, really, it's amazing to see that we've created a community of Atlassians that have come together to help each other, to make sure that everyone can deal with adversity together. 
and for me it's really uh, brought home the fact that the culture of a the culture of a company matters a lot more than you see on a day to day basis um without atlassian's culture of teamwork um being so central to our day to day work and life it would have been really difficult for us to band together across we have 12 different offices a number of new employees joining um through the months uh, it would have been really difficult to find a shared vision shared goal and build up the kind of community that we have without a strong team based culture in place in in terms of answering your question of how do you deal with uh, similar situations uh, one thing that uh, we've definitely learned over the past year is that we've accelerated our uh, already set direction into distributed work Uh, Atlassian's history is that we are an Australian company that was headquartered, started in Australia, is headquartered in Australia, and um, have grown significantly over the last ten years, and by necessity have expanded into different countries. So we already were a pretty distributed company. Uh, we had offices in the U.S. We have offices in the U.S., Amsterdam, uh, Bangalore, uh, Poland, and Australia. so having been spread across these time zones distributed work was already a reality but shifting to a fully distributed uh, work mode has definitely taught us a few lessons and a few modes of working that will be really valuable in um, adapting to a future where a lot more teams and companies are going to adopt the fully distributed model that's our firm belief What are some of the trends that you envision will change how product management is conducted over the next, let's say, three to five years? Yeah, that's always interesting. Uh, uh, anyone that wants to look foolish uh, should make predictions. Uh, I was just reading a book about it this morning. Um, so, with that uh, in mind, a few things that look like trends that will emerge over the next few years. Uh, just continuing the thread from. uh where we were talking remote work is definitely going to be more accelerated we've talked about digital nomads and distributed teams for a while now but um just the acceleration of digital transformation of several companies means that the way that we build products and services are, is going to change and product managers being at the center of building these products and services will have to adapt to working in a fully distributed mode so what does that actually mean um rituals like bringing your team together on uh, with a shared goal and shared purpose harder to really build uh, connections and uh, build stronger bonds remotely so you have to think about okay how do we uh, really create a social camaraderie a culture shared uh, work environment when working across time zones when working with people you haven't really met in person how do you inspire your team to go after a shared goal when you don't have these serendipitous hallway conversations where you can share context in small injections just on an organic basis and how do you actually avoid fatigue and the fact the fact that there are so many meetings um, that you have to explicitly create to have shared context how do you actually Uh, rethink your work so that you structure it to be a bit more asynchronous than uh, run business as usual as you were when your engineers and designers were sitting all around you in the same office. Something to rethink. 
So um, how does product management in a distributed world work? And also building uh, products for a distributed world. I mean, we've seen Zoom really take off and plenty of other collaboration tools like whiteboarding tools, um, video sharing tools like uh, Loom uh, really take off. So that I imagine there will be an increase in the number of digital productivity, digital collaboration tools. Uh, we're fortunate to be in that space at Atlassian. So we see, in fact, a lot more of our products get used by our customers um, more heavily, being more sticky in a distributed environment. A second trend that we see a fair bit is uh, just the use of uh, data in a secure, sensible, and private, uh, privacy compliant way, uh, but also being able to make smart predictions and really help you move your work forward. So not data for the sake of data, because now AI machine learning is such a overused buzzword that really, how do you use um, whatever contextual knowledge you have about the people that are consuming your products to make their lives easier? Uh, in a world where there is an overload of information, how can your products be smart enough to cut through the clutter and offer something insightful and meaningful and relevant and personalized to your users? Using data smartly, I think that is another thing that's going to become really crucial for product managers to think about as they're building new products. There's something that you briefly touched on earlier and I wanna go back to that. So you work for a global organization and I'd like to know what are some of the barriers that product teams face when it comes to their collaboration with decentralized teams that span different continents and what are some of the potential risks that you've seen uh, come across? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. So through um, different teams that I've worked in, uh, one factor that has been constant is they've all been distributed teams. Uh, we've had employees that are working in different offices in different time zones, sometimes working in the same city, but working out of home or working out of a different physical location. Um, so a few things that are difficult, which we spoke about earlier, and a few uh, solutions that have actually worked for us. Um, one, uh, Trello, one of our products at Atlassian, um, has always been working as a fully remote team. So one tactic that I learned from, uh, uh, th that I learned that worked really effectively on that team was even when there were three or four people in the same physical office and a few remote workers, every person would go into their own space and dial in into a conference call so that it doesn't become four people in a room and three others calling in. And the four people in the room tend to interact a lot more intensely because they're sitting face-to-face -face around a table. So having each of them dial in on their own really creates an equal footing. So everyone feels like, hey, okay, we're all in the same circumstance. We're all meeting uh, over a video call. So being conscious about uh, little tactics like that uh, really helps. A second tactic that um, is useful is uh, we have this concept of halos, where because we have 12 offices uh, literally spread all over the globe, it becomes difficult to work with time zones that are extreme polar opposites of each other. Um, so what we try to do is construct teams around a halo where um, useful 
a thumb rule is to say you have at least four hours of uh, working hour uh, overlap. So we typically tend to have West Coast and East Coast or West Coast and Australia teams where at least half of the workday, you can have an overlap of three to four hours without either of the teams stretching into late evening or very early morning hours of their time. Uh, being conscious around structuring your teams that way helps to make sure that uh, even if you locate engineering teams or a product manager in one location and an engineering team in another location, at least they have enough time to really interact with each other sensibly and meaningfully. Um, a third one that we actually publish uh, a lot of our practices and plays through the Atlassian playbook on our uh, Atlassian blog is a concept of uh, health monitors. Uh, because we focus so much on teamwork, uh, we've uh, come up with a bunch of uh, rituals and practices that really help establish uh, the health of your overall team. Does your team understand what the shared goal is, what the shared North Star is, what is the metric that we're really trying to nail this quarter? How are your OKR structured? So we typically have uh, pulse surveys to say, hey, uh, is, uh, is the entire team on the same page? If not, can we take a minute and actually align? So we're, we're all in the same boat in terms of where we're trying to go, what we're trying to shift. So we've collected a bunch of those practices and published them as our Atlassian playbook. We call them um, people and practices um, through the Atlassian playbook on our blog post. So that that's really being mindful and intentional about it has really helped. The use of advanced methodologies such as AI, machine learning, and deep learning are on the rise across different organizations. Do you see these technologies having an impact on product? Please share any examples that you've experienced in the past. Uh, yes, definitely. Like I spoke about earlier, one of the trends that's becoming more and more prevalent is uh, data literate uh, product managers um, being more at the center of teams. So earlier it was okay to for product managers to really just focus on the, the why of why you're building the product and focus on the more traditional uh, providing service, building a product that's not necessarily making use of data. But given the ubiquity of um, data analytics and insights right now, uh, it makes more and more sense for a lot of products to take advantage of um, things like aggregating uh, data and extracting insights from there that make your end users life useful and be and help them uh, get through the clutter. So for product managers, a few things, concrete things that are important that play out in my team as well. Uh, one is it, just to make sure that they're data literate, that they're able to actually look through usage analytics, uh, through patterns of customer usage of your products and be able to say, okay, here's the kind of data that if I surface to my users, it's going to be useful. Uh, it's going to help them move their work forward in a meaningful way. Uh, so being data literate is very important. Second, for um, product managers that are working on ML capabilities or something that's uh, more predictive that can actually uh, surface in your product where you can guess what users are wanting to do next or what they would probably find value in, it's important to have uh, some level of ability to create models and uh, uh, be able to deploy them yourself. 
Um, so product managers definitely need to uh, up-level their skills uh, in terms of uh, being able to do basic operations like that. And third, um, there will be a lot more governance and regulation in the space of data. If you look at just the trends overall um, of legislation, not just in the US, but uh, across the entire world, uh, it's highly likely that we will see more and more regulation and governance of this data. So it's very important for product managers to understand the impact of that, not just on their own products, but also for their consumers and be able to explain, here's how we're using data in a safe and secure way and make sure that the products they're working on um, are really uh, compliant and able to follow regulations um, as stated. We've talked a bit about product. Now I want to segue to projects, uh, project management, because that's my background. What are your thoughts on how project management and product management can work collaboratively within the same organizational environment to achieve successful outcomes? Do you have any prior examples or have you seen this in the past? Um, yes, definitely. Um, project management um, and product management are very differently defined in my experience, although both are crucial to a successful outcome, um, whether you're building a product or providing a service. Uh, product managers are very focused on the why and what. Why are you building this product? What is the service you're providing? What is the customer problem you're solving? Uh, while project managers are very focused on the how and when. How are we going to build this uh, particular product? How are we going to deliver the service? And when is the right time to go to market? Um, how do you trade off between various different variables and um, factors that are impacting your project? Uh, should we hit the deadline as planned or should we take a hit depending on the risks, um, the successful risk management, um, most of that. So different companies handle these roles differently. Uh, at Atlassian and previously at Microsoft, we have separate roles for product management and product project management. But it is uh, also common for engineers and engineering leads to handle project management in many cases. The key for product and project managers to work together successfully and collaborate without uh, too much of uh, overlap or conflict or confusion is to make sure that roles and responsibilities are clearly defined. When you have different roles, it's easier um, for those responsibilities to be clear cut where the product manager says, I'll handle the why and the what, and the project manager says, I'll handle the how and the when and we will bring this all together to accomplish this shared goal. When you have overlapping roles, when the product manager is also expected to do project management or vice versa, I think it's important as a team that um, you set a clear uh, priority guideline to say, hey, uh, let's define what shared success looks like for this team. Is it that we have to ship by a certain date to market or else we are going to lose a chance of being successful or is it that we have to hit a, a particular metric in terms of I don't know active usage or number of customers that are willing to pay money and buy your product as you ship the service. Um, so it's important to define what that shared outcome is and then it becomes clear what you want to prioritize overall as a team. Sticking to project management, how has project management helped your teams better manage key programs and projects at Atlassian 
and what principles have you incorporated to ensure the successful realization of key outcomes? Yeah, in terms of case studies, just to your previous question where you were asking, we've seen great example. I mean, the, the, the example that I typically tell my teams when we talk about project management is um, how project management really is an innate uh, function that's required of pretty much every role uh, involved of whoever is involved in a team because the success of the project is really a key outcome, a key responsibility for everyone working on the project. And uh, NASA is one of Atlassian's customers and they have these fantastic uh, project management stories that come out of NASA where these seemingly impossible tasks, impossible deadlines, impossible technical complexity. And uh, you see project managers being these superheroes that really work against all of those constraints and uh, bring teams together to ship something that someone would have truly thought, wow, that's impossible to accomplish. Uh, it, that's beautiful to watch. And so the key trait of project management is taking something that's a possibility into reality. That particular aspect, that particular attribute is something we want in everybody, not just the person who's assigned the project management role, but really everyone that's contributing to the team. So at Atlassian, we have a specialized project management group that really uh, represents that spirit of let's get to a successful outcome together as a team and let's make something that looks really improbable a reality. And uh, these group of people are responsible for uh, instituting what we call the Atlassian way. So we have a project management methodology, so to speak, that we follow um, where we have some pretty um, solid common principles across all of our projects that we've observed lead to successful outcomes that are codified into what we call that lasting way. So our program managers really make sure that each project follows um, those principles uh, where we have different phases defined, where we have a wonder phase, where we wonder about the problem so that we don't fall in love with the first solution that we uh, get. So we take some time to really understand the problem in all its nuances. And then there is an explore phase where we say, okay, great, we understand the problem well enough now, let's explore multiple different solutions where it's still in the brainstorming phase where nothing is a bad idea, let's just look at all possible solutions. And the project manager really guides the team through that process. And then there is a make phase where we choose one or more of the options that come up in the explore phase and the team is then directed towards how do we achieve um, a successful result from the particular option that we've chosen in the explore phase. And the project manager really acts as an anchor and acts as a binding agent for the entire team to uh, keep uh, coalescing around the shared goal and make sure that every impediment that the team encounters, the project manager is able to enable the team to really deal with that impediment and remove uh, obstacles from the path. So great project managers can make this all look effortless. And at the end of it, the team is left with a really jubilant feeling that, wow, we've achieved a great uh, result. We've shipped a successful product. And the project managers really ha has really been there through all of these phases and made sure that the team doesn't get stalled at any of these phases. One last question. Uh, what has helped you to get to where you are and what word of advice would you give to someone that wants to pursue a career that's similar to yours? Uh, 
Uh, that's a great one. So um, if I had to think back at um, over my 17 years of uh, career, a few things that stand out, uh, what helped me get to this current point, a lot of uh, people along the way that were really willing to take a chance on me, that were willing to uh, give me an opportunity uh, even before I was able to demonstrate uh, that I was capable of a certain role. Um, so uh, having great mentors and great managers along the way has definitely helped me get to where I am. And a few principles that I've followed that have really helped is one, just be true to your values, uh, knowing yourself, being in a situation that allows you to be authentically you, because everyone really has a core set of values that they thrive the best in. Uh, trying to just emulate other people that are successful, even though that may not be your style, is typically very painful and also not very successful. So uh, I would say just know who you are and stick to your values and, fi and find uh, work that fulfills you uh, and enables you to really be your authentic self. And uh, there will definitely be opportunities along the way uh, that match what your core values are. A second one that I typically see a lot of my product managers, especially the younger ones, is that they're very anxious about how to get ahead in their careers, especially when they're um, just starting out. Uh, my advice there would be to take your time and build a strong foundation. Just go through a number of different experiences. As I have built my career, I've played various roles as a developer, researcher, QA engineer, product manager. And all of those experiences really add up to make you a good generalist, to make you a person that can handle a variety of different situations. And that's really useful, even though it may not seem like that in the moment to you, it's worthwhile to take that time and uh, build those broad swath of experiences. And last but not least, I, I took a year off. I took a sabbatical to do wildlife conservation projects. Um, I worked with lions in Africa, with penguins in Antarctica. And that year off was really helpful to gain perspective and to just look at uh, the impact that technology has on the real world uh, outside our own tech industry bubble. So my last piece of advice would really be to take your time and build perspective and to grow yourself as a human being, because that really matters in terms of the kind of leader that you become. That's wonderful. I know, thanks for coming on and sharing your insights with us. I look forward to catching up with you in the near future. Wonderful, thank you for having me, Fred, this was great. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Ivy Podcast. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe on your preferred podcast listening platform. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.